The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. On the Morning Drive with Jamie Linton, Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. <clears throat> we come to you this morning from the First United Bank studio. Look forward to hearing from you. On the 8th Flooring Center chat line, go to double-t973.com for that. Visual Edge IT hotline is open, too, at 806-771-0973. All right, so the Red Raiders play on the road this weekend, taking on West Virginia and Morgantown. Of course, we'll have optimum game day live coverage beginning at 7 a.m. Saturday morning quarterback, take you all the way up to the kick, and then we'll have uh, coverage from uh, from Morgantown, uh, from Milan, Puskar Stadium, which seats an even 60,000 folks. Uh, the Red Raiders under Joey McGuire are 1-5 and five on the road. But when you peel back the onion, okay, and look at, at who they've played and what those teams have been ranked, um, you played at number 16, North Carolina State. You lost that last year. Played at number 25, K-State. Lost that, 37-28. Played at then... Number seven, Oklahoma State, lost 41-31. Played at then number seven, TCU, lost 34-24. And the uh, loss this year was to an unranked Wyoming team, 35-33 in double overtime. Do you have concern about playing on the road, or do you look at and go, well, the level of competition that you were playing predicates that you you were playing a, a, a very tough, competitive and in, in, in four cases, you know... Uh, I thought you played pretty well in those games. Yeah, right, right, right. So, I mean, it's not... You can't I mean, the, really the look funny, at it. The funny part is the one win that you have is at Iowa State, mm-hmm. which was a terrible football team, and you barely barely beat them, but they were a good defense. Sure. They, they did have a really good defense. and Win that game 14-10. to 10, Yeah. Okay, with a couple of fourth down stops inside your own 10-yard line. So, uh, it was clearly... It was about the defense that day, but... Um, I don't, you know, that's funny, Chuck. I, I, I think you did a good job there pointing out those those games. I think I would have told you, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous because you haven't played great on the road during the Joey McGuire era, but you mentioned those games, and each and every one of them against good teams, you were in it. Man, yeah. You had a shot. Mm-hmm. You absolutely had a shot. And so, um, you know, I, I, I guess I'm... I would feel better if you were playing at home, no no question. But I don't just think that this coaching staff or whatever can't get their team up to play on the road and they, they haven't figured it out or anything like that. You were you were you were in all of those games against good football teams. Yeah. But you could also flip that around and say, yeah, you could have won any of them and you didn't win any of them. Mm-hmm. Or you could have won any of them and you didn't. Mm-hmm. So I guess you could flip it around if you wanted to be negative <clears throat> and say, yeah, they haven't they haven't figured out how to get it done. Uh, and I guess my, my point there <clears throat> is more along the lines of a lot's going to be made of, oh, you're one and five against the road. What do you need to do different? You know, do you need to, you know, travel up day of game? You know, do you need to have a different pregame breakfast? Do you need to leave for the stadium at a different time? And I, I would say no to all that stuff. It just, <clears throat> you've played. I'd say make more plays in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And I'd say, I think Coach McGuire would, would look at his, nine points that his team has scored in the second quarter so far this year and go, hey, we need to score more points in the second quarter. Hey, we need to do a better job on converting on third down. We need to do a better I job think, of getting off the field. 
I think you're probably going to look, if you're just going to look at this season, the fact that you scored three points in the last three quarters Mm -hmm. in the first game that you played on the road this year. Yeah. How about let's be better on offense? Sure. Sure. No, I, 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 I think, I think all of those things, I just think that there's going to be some of that, you know, well, you haven't played very well on the road. You know, what are you going to, what are you going to do different? You can have a different bus driver, you know, all those, all those kinds of things, you know, Sound like baseball guys now. I know, I know, I know. I was thinking about that when I was when I said that. I was like, yeah. "Does Coach Tadlock have a special bus driver for for no, Morgantown?" I don't think they do that. They're not going to put it on the bus driver. They yeah, don't, they don't blame it on the bus driver. On the bus driver, no, there've been there've been plenty of times where coaches have have used have insisted on you know certain certain bus drivers if they were on a on a on a winning streak. You know, like <clears throat> hey, we got to make sure we have so and so. I, I think baseball usually has the same exact guy every time, so it's not a question. It's not, it's not a question. Whether you're on a winner streak or a losing streak, it's yeah. the same guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. What, it, what was what was your favorite guy? What was his name? Remember the guy who oh, talked too much? Oh, God. What was that guy's name? Oh. That we all assume is actually you that you're yeah. calling somebody else? It wasn't It wasn't me. What was it, Jeff? It wasn't. Uh, Steve? No. I want to say it started with an ass. Oh, come on. Somebody <clears throat> in the chat line remember. Bullfighter's got to have that written down in his in his list of things. It was like Walt or something like that. It was it was something something old something really old school, you know, not Walt, but it was something something along those something along those lines. It wasn't John. It wasn't John. This oh, this guy was out of this guy was out of uh, Topeka and he was All right. He For was the first person that can let us know who it was mm-hmm. wins a double T ninety seven three hat. Oh wow! You can tell us who the guy was, mm. the bus driver that annoyed Coach Gerlich. It's, it, it, that it was, we all assume is Chuck because he no, talked too much. He wanted was, to give speeches. And it wasn't just Coach Gerlich that he annoyed. He annoyed pretty much everybody. He even, 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 even me. I mean, so it was, it was. He was. Uh, he was an offender throughout the whole. In fact, he's. I think he's done. I don't think we'll. We'll never. Mm, somebody said John. He wasn't it's not, John. It wasn't John. Mm. It wasn't John. Uh, you know, there's somebody. Somebody. Like I said, it's like Walter Matt. It wasn't Matt. It was. Oh man, it was. It was a. It was an old. It was an old school game. Old school name. You know, it wasn't your usual. You know. Sam or. You know, Jamie or Jeff, uh, bullfighter. What are y'all asking? Sorry, I missed it. Uh, the name of the bus driver that drove everybody crazy uh, in uh, in Lawrence because he wanted to give speeches. He wanted to give speeches. To right? He wanted, team and, he wanted to talk to the team, and he. And again, he we all assumed it was actually Chuck. And <laughs> no, it was wasn't me. Blaming it on the bus driver. I have never, I have never addressed the team. Uh, on a road trip, nor nor will I ever, and unless I was just, unless it was just the Stu, Stu is correct. Stu, Stu is correct. Is That's very Stu? very good, very right. good, uh, very good bullfighter. Yes, bullfighter, was, come by anytime. I got a double T ninety seven three. Oh man, he'll look good. In, he'll look good in that hat. Mm-hmm. He'll he'll look good. He'll look good in that hat. So. Stu, that's that's expensive. That was it. Man, a live bullfighter pulling that out. That that is. Uh, and that's an old school name. Yeah, right. That is that is a, that is an old school name. And he, that guy was that guy's legendary. I mean, 
nobody will ever be able to to live down or live up to stew, depending on how you want to to look at that. Um, in fact, I would I would go so far as to say that we'll never ever have a guy even named stew, even if it's if he's unrelated to to stew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> stew man, stew was stew was he was ready to. He was ready to fire up the team, man. He was ready to pump everybody up. And then after we got beat, he was like, then he wanted to talk again. And he was shut down very quickly. No, no, no. (laughs) The more you talk, the the more I think it's actually you. (laughs) It wasn't me. I swear to you. You know, you, I mean, you you can, you can say a lot about me and my faults. Okay. And what I, what I do and don't bring to the table. But I, I am one that always... You bring a lot to the table, let's just say that. I always admit to my faults, though. I, I, don't, I don't shy away from my um, misgivings or missteps or, uh, or things, things along those lines. I, I pretty much stay, pretty much tell you if, if I screwed up, I screwed up. And then in that particular case, it, was, it truly was Stu. Okay. We'll have Ranger Baseball for you on the air today at 1230. They take on the Boston Red Sox from Arlington. And we'll have Houston Astros Baseball for you on 100.7 The Score. That gets underway at 1240 against Baltimore. The Rangers and the Red Sox at 1230. Uh, 1240 on 100.7 The Score and 1230 here on Double T 97.3. We'll also have uh, Cowboys talk tonight at 7. Man, they're rolling, aren't they? They'll play at Arizona this weekend. Take on the uh, Arizona Cardinals, two thirty. The broadcast time on Sunday afternoon. Cowboys two and zero, and playing a stifling defense right now. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie, almost a, uh, a no hitter in Major League Baseball last night. It was a uh, combined no no that went into the ninth for the San Diego Padres. Uh, the thing that's uh, Thing that's interesting about it is uh, Blake Snell went uh, went seven, and then uh, Robert Suarez came on and uh, pitched in the eighth, and then Josh Hader um, gave up a single in the ninth, and so they finish up with a two hitter. Okay, mm-hmm. but the thing that's wild is is that they win on a two run home run with two outs in the ninth, and the uh, Padres beat the Colorado Rockies two nothing. So it was a nothing nothing game. So they gave up hits in the top of the ninth. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah. So, so <laughs> if he, if they had gotten the no hitter, they wouldn't even have been able to celebrate. Right, it still would have been scoreless. Right, yeah. right. So you wouldn't have been able to assume that you were mm-hmm. going to score, and it was going to be a no no. Sure, sure. That would have been really odd. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. That would have been really odd. You'd had to go to. So you go to the dugout, and you know. Hoping, hey, we score a run here, and then right. this can be a no hitter. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, your team scores a run, and then everybody's like, "Yeah, no hitter." Mm. Yeah, but we don't. That's ha- really weird. But we don't have anything either. We don't no, have but anything. once if they had scored a run in the bottom of the inning, then it would have made it a no hitter. Sure, right, yeah, right, right. But otherwise, it was just nine hitless innings. Right. <laughs> right. Because they could have had to pitch in the tenth. It wasn't a no hitter yet. Right. Right. Has there ever been one like that? I don't know. That's a, that's a really that's a really good question. Um, I mean, there's been no hitters that have been lost. Yeah, I, I would find it hard to believe. And you've you've seen uh, Pedro lost one in the the tenth inning one time. Okay. Yep. But the, that's not the situation. The, I, 
The one that you remember a lot is Harvey Haddix. Uh, oh, do I? <laughs> well, I mean, he's. I mean, he's the guy. He's the. He's. He's the guy. He's. He pitched twelve perfect innings, um, against the Milwaukee Brewers, um, on May the twenty sixth, nineteen fifty nine. The Pirates then lost the game in the thirteenth inning. <laughs> okay. I mean, he's the most infamous. I'm just talking about leaving the top of the ninth with, hey, I just threw nine scoreless or mm-hmm. hitless innings. I go sit on the bench in a 0-0 game, and we score a run. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it makes it a no-hitter. <clears throat> yeah. So it wasn't like me getting the last out. Yeah. It was one of our guys driving in the run that made it a no-hitter. I don't I don't know if that's ever happened. I don't. I don't know if that's ever happened like that. That is pretty crazy. Yes. That is pretty that is pretty crazy. I, you'd have to Hmm. I don't know. That's that's a that's one for your your research. Do you have it? I know. No, I don't. I okay. was looking to see if somebody somebody had texted me. I wondered if that okay. was what it was they, about. They texted you about that. Um, uh, Gus usually knows everything like that. Sure. I've never heard of one like that. I don't know if there has ever been one like that or not. I don't know if it's uh, Gus's. But I've heard of them like you guys have talked about where yeah. you, you you know, whatever, you give up a <clears> run <throat> somehow, mm-hmm. even though you still have a no-hitter going, mm-hmm. you know, and you lose the game. We've uh, yeah. actually witnessed one of those. But um, so I don't know. If you're just looking for a little uh, Harvey Haddock's, you know, additional tidbit, I mean, in addition to losing the no-hitter, in perfect game, he he went 12 innings uh, with a perfect game for the Pittsburgh Pirates. But Harvey Haddix was also, this is a little known fact, Bill Mazeroski, who hits the home run to give the Pirates the walk-off win in the 1960 World Series against the New York Yankees. Harvey Haddix was the winning pitcher for that game. Okay, so did his team win... In the thirteenth, in this game, you're talking about? No, the, in the in no that he lost. He lost the perfect game in the thirteenth. Yeah, so okay? he didn't throw a perfect game. He threw twelve innings of a perfect twelve perfect innings. Twelve perfect innings. Okay, yeah. and lost it in the thirteenth. Yeah. Um, but he was also he was also the winning pitcher. Everybody talks about Bill Mazeroski with the walk off home run in nineteen. As 19- they should. As they should. <laughs> yeah. But he but he was the winning pitcher in in relief. So you know. Mazeroski is the hero because he hits the game-winning home run, you know, the walk-off, but Harvey Haddix is the winning pitcher of that game. Virgil Trucks of the Tigers, May 15th, 1952. Mm-hmm. He's one of six pitchers to throw multiple no-hitters in the same year, along with a list of all the other ones that do. Um, wins a walk-off no-hitter when a solo home run was hit in the bottom of the ninth. See, that's there, you there, there you go. There you go. What was Very his name? Good. His name is Virgil Trucks, T-R-U-C-K-S, from the Tigers. May 15th, 1952. Yeah. So that would be really odd. So they, like, rush out of the dugout, like, yeah, yeah, no hitter. We right. just got to run. <laughs> a no hitter. The Tigers also mustered only uh, one run in his second no hitter as well. So both of his no hitters wow. were one run. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's crazy. That makes it tough on the manager. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, mm, is this guy wearing down a little bit? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's not just about making history. It's about we got to win this game. Yeah. You know, should I put in a fresh reliever? Mm-hmm. But in those days, you just <clears throat> rode with the guy. Virgil, that's a good salt of the earth kind of, you know, 1950s, 1960s, 
you know, loading dock kind of, you know, you know, foreman of the crew kind of name. See, Virgil. I hear Virgil, I think of an astronaut. Sure. Virgil Gus Grissom. Sure. Sure. Well, you know, bricklayer, you know, kind of deal. Bricklayer. Astronaut. Yeah. Astronaut. <laughs> Lunch pail guy. But Astronaut. Yeah. yeah. Virgil Gus Grissom, but you're exactly right. Uh, 638 this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double com for that of the mobile app. Uh, you heard uh, comments uh, just a moment ago from uh, defensive coordinator Tim DeRitter. You've got uh, two different quarterbacks to prepare for uh, this week. Um, uh, Garrett Green, who they said you know, got dinged up in the pit game. Uh, he was uh, he was replaced. They said by number eight. Number eight is Nico Marcillo. Uh, M-A-R-C-H-I-O-L. Um, he has played in five games. As Coach Deruder said, he's a lefty. He's from Chandler, Arizona. He's a redshirt freshman. Did not he played did not play against Penn State. Isn't with, our quarterback from Chandler, Arizona, as well? I wonder if they know each other. Mm, interesting. <clears throat> this guy's younger. I mean, our guy's like you know. 26 years old in his 10th year of college. <laughs> That's not true. He's in his sixth. But, you know, this guy's a redshirt freshman, 6'1", 226. He went to 6-9 against Pitt through a touchdown. Um, Garrett Green has uh, got substantially more uh, kind of work for Neil Brown. Five, Well, I say for Neil Brown for somebody because he played for probably somebody else before neil brown <laughs> just an assumption yeah, it's, well, it's, it's just, college it's college yeah it's college right it's kind of feel that way uh 6 this is the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction uh this from the h flooring center chat line off the double t 97.3 mobile i presented by happy state bank it's amazing how quickly people turn on the guy. People were giddy after TS's performance, Tyler Shuck, in the bowl game and dancing in the virtual streets when he said he was coming back. Now they want to throw him off the bus. Uh, giddy and dancing in the streets and now throwing him off the bus. Is that, you think that's accurate? Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to speak for everybody there in that situation. I, um, Man, I, I mean, you know my thoughts. Last year, I was all in on Baron Morton. Okay, right. mm-hmm. I, I loved Donovan Smith, the person, and all that 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 he was as a good teammate and a good young man and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it was pretty clear that you were, you know, Donovan struggled with turnovers and that. I just, I do see the 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 good and and Tyler and that for the most part it, it feels like he's done a better job over the course of his Texas Tech career of taking care of the ball, not including the Oregon game obviously, um, but I've always felt like Barron um, was the most talented of the group, and I'm I've been ready to ride with Baron Morton for you know ever since he became the starter last year. Mm-hmm. And as I told you before, I don't think he loses the job if he doesn't get his ankle injured in that TCU game. Yeah. Okay. I think he's still the starting quarterback if he's not injured. Um, I think he's got the highest ceiling. I think he makes the most plays. Um, 
You know, uh, I know we've heard Coach Kitley talk this week about Tyler gets you into the right play the most. Uh, I'm not discounting that. I'm not um, saying I don't believe that. Uh, I just think you need a quarterback to be able to make plays. And I I think Barron makes more. I think the offense looks different when Barron's out there, runs with a quicker tempo. Um, I, I think he's just a more dynamic quarterback. And I, for one, I'm one of those guys that might, likes my quarterback to be a dude. I don't like him to be bus drivers. Okay? There are times in this world where it's okay. If you've got the most dominant defense in the world and all mm-hmm. or that, you have so many just crazy good weapons, you just get the ball out of their hands and get it into those those playmakers. I don't know, man. I think we need a quarterback that makes plays. So um, when Tyler Shuck announced that he was coming back, so I was all in on Bear Morton last year. Okay, mm-hmm. as as being the best the best chance for you to be the most explosive offense was with Baron Morton at the quarterback position. That being said, and and we've talked so much about the level of competition that those guys faced. Okay, who who the gauntlet that Donovan sure. Smith had to go through or Baron Morton had to go through compared to at the end of the season what mm-hmm. Tyler Shuck was going through and and he yes he won some big games for you. I mean, the Oklahoma game and winning on the road at, at Iowa State and all that. But, again, you scored 14 points at Iowa State. Oklahoma's defense was horrendous last year, okay? Ole Miss was phenomenal. That was Tyler Shep's best performance, I think. Uh, I mean, the best quarterback performance of the year, okay? Obviously, Ole Miss is a good football team from the SEC and all that good stuff. So I thought he was terrific then. Um, when he announced he was coming back again, I, I can't can't speak for everybody, but I, I thought, okay, great, you got depth at the quarterback position. I still thought Baron Morton was the better quarterback. Okay, and I assumed at that time Tyler Shuck will be your starter yeah. at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. because it's been clear that this coaching staff has liked him more. Okay, didn't think that was going to change in the off season, and yeah. it didn't. Yeah, and it didn't. <clears throat> so, and it really uh, wasn't much of a comp. I mean. As far as we know, yeah. it really wasn't a much of a competition as to who was going to be the starter. It didn't appear that way. Yeah. didn't appear that way. So mm-hmm. I don't know about people turning on him or, or, or all the above or any of that. I'm, I'm not really sure. I, I, I'm not really sure. I, I think Baron Morton's the better quarterback. I, I'm, I think I'm allowed to have that opinion. Um, I'm not the head coach, so I don't get to make the choice or the offensive coordinator, whatever. Um, you can say, and it can be 1,000% accurate, you don't see him in practice every day, so you don't know. Yep, I agree. I agree. I totally get it. So uh, I'm not saying the coaches are, are idiots or anything like that. I, I happen to disagree with them on this. Not the first time I've dis- disagreed with a coach. And if if I'm wrong on it, it won't be the first time that I'm wrong. But uh, your offense has not been good this so far this year. Okay, I mean, not been good. You basically didn't score for three quarters against Wyoming. Okay, um, that cost you the game. Uh, your quarterback play was was phenomenal at times against Oregon and horrendous at times against Oregon. Okay, um, so it, and then last week it just it, it was kind of meh. It didn't look good. Yeah, yeah, it, kinda... it just didn't look good. So. I don't know. It's surely not all on the quarterback. We've talked about the wide receiver drops. We've talked about the offensive line not being great also. So it's surely not all on the quarterback. And and maybe it's unfair that we talk so much about him, but we all know that's the nature of the beast of being the quarterback position. And and they understand that too. Yeah, well, 
Some handle it better than others. So um, I, I don't. I don't know if the fan base has turned on him or not. I, I, I just for one can say that I think the other guy's better, and I don't know if the rest of the fan base thinks the same thing. I'm just speaking for myself. Uh, this maybe if our fan base rallied behind our struggling quarterback rather than burying him at every turn, he'd have more confidence. I think. I mean, the first really the first thing that we really kind of saw with regard to the fan base was when. Baron Morton came in to the game, you know, on uh, on Saturday. I mean, it was it was pretty evident that they were glad to see him, and the, the cheers were pretty loud. Can't say that I heard a whole lot of boos for Tyler Shuck. It was more cheers it's, for Baron. Yeah, it's more cheers for Baron. I mean, I I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I heard boos for Tyler Shuck. Um, this, I think that's why we lost to Wyoming. He got gun-shy after the interception. Now he's waiting for the receiver to make his break and be open before throwing the ball. By the time the ball gets there, the defender is there as well. Okay. Um, somebody says this, I would expect a quarterback change this weekend. Man. <clears throat> I think you're facing a really good defense this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think we have to factor that in no matter who's back there at the quarterback sure. spot. Um, they're going to put. They're going to really challenge your offensive line. And so it's going to be tough for the quarterback position this weekend. Take that into account. Uh, this never heard a coach ask for ninety percent. I think Chuck could uh, overthunk it. It's always, it's always possible. That was a fun little segment. <laughs> uh, this Chuck, you are overthinking, and as a result, my head hurts. That from Red Raider Charlie. I got Tech thirty-one, West Virginia seventeen this weekend. Tech defense will be, play great Saturday. Okay, yeah, I think that's about where I am. Maybe. Maybe a little bit less for us, mm-hmm. maybe like a twenty-seven, seventeen somewhere. But I, I think I'm that's I'm somewhere around that right yeah. now. Can count on Chuck to not really understand the ninety percent quote, but over-explain it by a hundred and eighty percent. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I think you explained it as well as I understood it. Mm-hmm. I think Jeff probably. In a shorter time frame, I I was I got more of what he was saying. Okay, well, I mean, in a shorter period of time. That's why it's a three-legged stool. It takes yeah. one leg to get it out of whack, and two legs to two legs to get it back into whack. I don't. I wasn't more confused about the ninety percent mm-hmm. thing when you were done. I was just more confused with you as a person when you were done. Oh man, I'm confused <laughs> with me as a person too. <clears throat> Uh, this from Gerald. The fans are horrible. Coach McGuire maybe wants to go because of some of these fans. Would that surprise you if he left? Yes. I mean, the guy makes $3 million a year. <laughs> He's not going anywhere. Not right now. Uh, doesn't matter if you get into the right play if you can't execute. I completely agree. Johanna completely says this. Agree. I would give more grace for Shuck if he wasn't a super senior. He should be NFL ready by now. Hmm. Mm. Uh, nail on the head, JL. Okay. Uh, these boys are paid now. Do your job. We've talked about that too. Yeah. Uh, bus driver description, perfect description and compare slash contrast. Good job, Jamie. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Okay, so I want you to look at the schedule today. All right. All right. Got as it we, right here. As we sit right now. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, and I want because so we're one and two right now. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me what you think it's going to be at the end of the season now. Mm. So we, you know, I'm, you know, this is sad on my part. Okay, really mm-hmm. sad on my part. I felt better after Oregon than I do after Tarleton State. You won a game. You, you took care of business. And 41 to 3. I don't know. I feel like that performance had has me worried. Yeah, I I I think I think that's I, I thought you played really well against Oregon besides the turnovers. I I thought Wyoming was just a bad night. Mhm. What what if they were to tell you cuz I think I think if I think if they were here, like Coach McGuire and Coach Kitley and Coach DeRuder, I think if they were if they were here, they would say to you, Jamie, I understand that. And I understand that the second half didn't look just great and that there were times we didn't really play just with, you know, like the engine didn't just like run at full speed. But one of our goals in this game was to play a lot of kids. And we played a lot of kids. We, we we went beyond the ones and the twos and we got we got a lot of people a lot of playing time because we felt like a they deserved to have some playing time it was a game that we could get people a lot of playing time and so while we you know we put Baron Morton in we put in a, a bunch of guys also down the line that aren't going to get a lot of playing time kind of moving forward and we were without some key players you know some starters that we didn't have and so I'm not trying to make excuses for him. Go ahead. I think it was the more disappointed with the first half than the second half. Okay. When you were playing the ones. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's fair. Would you agree? Disagree? Jeff? You completely <clears throat> out on my point? I was really disappointed with this. I'm not out on your comment. I, I, I missed the entire second half of the game. Well, um, well. So I... The nature of the the job sometimes that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, what I saw wasn't impressive, but I also saw the final score, and that's, that's impressive. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. That's totally fair. Totally um, fair. But to go back to the question, I'm still at seven and five for the year. Okay. Um, I'm looking. So at, you're. I've got losses to six, Kansas State, so BYU, six, and Texas. Six and three in Big Twelve play. Which, if you'd have asked any of us at the beginning of the year if we would take six and three in Big Twelve play, I think we would have taken it. I would have. I would have. Yeah. Now, part of that is because Baylor hasn't looked as daunting as I thought they would look, but also BYU looks better than I was expecting them to look, which is why I've got those two games flipped now. Uh, BYU is so confusing to me right now. I that was you know. Winning at Arkansas, SEC, blah, blah, blah. That's a big deal, right? They looked so bad in the first two weeks. Right? It was not impressive. Is Arkansas horrible? I just don't know what BYU is. So where, where are you at, Mr. Hines? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say you're 7-5. Uh, and five. So I'm going to say you're going to go 6-3. and three. So you guys both started at seven and five. No, I did not. I started at nine and three. Oh, that's right. You jumped two wins the <laughs> I, last I, I week. Sta- of the- <laughs> I started at nine and three. The 
initial that's right before you, we started i was eight and four you got up to eight and four yeah. okay i started at eight and four i think i'm five and four in big 12 play no i'm 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 not gonna argue a whole lot with you on that um as, so, we, uh, as we sit here right now so i am 100 <clears> percent <throat> open to you're allowed to get better mm-hmm and I also think this team is talented enough to do that. So I think that this it, it could happen. It could happen, you know, where you are six and three or better in Big Twelve play. I mean, okay, that's so a, who who do you have for losses, Jeff? Texas, Kansas State, and BYU. And Chuck, well, I'm going to say. Um, I'm going to say Texas. Man, I, I so want to be I so want to be seven and two in my mind, but I I'm worried about this weekend. I think you're going to lose this weekend. <laughs> I mean, I I really am. I'm 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 concerned. I'm concerned about this weekend. How's it How's it going to look? What's the score going to be? Twenty one seventeen. Because I, I think it's going to be a quick game because they're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Sure. And can can we can we get off the field on Keep. on third down? So I'm I'm going to say you're going to lose to uh, West Virginia, K State, and Texas. Okay, um, I have us beating West Virginia, Houston, Baylor, losing to K State, losing to BYU. Losing to Texas, okay. Um, beating TCU, beating UCF, and I am scared of the Kansas game as my fourth loss. I'm what? scared just because you have not played great on the road. Your offense mm-hmm. seems to slow down on the road. Kansas um, looks like a team that plays pretty well at home. Uh, they didn't play great in their last game either, but um, they score some points. Their quarterback is dynamic and you struggle slowing down a quarterback that can get out of the pocket and make plays all those things have me scared about that game and here's here's the thing if you lose to west virginia let's just say you go in there and you lose to west virginia there'll be a quarterback change and then there'll be a a more of a gunslinger kind of the offense will will it'll be all hit or hall miss Yeah, I don't, I don't know which, which could mean upsets both ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. With Jamie Lett and Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. Come to you this morning from the First United Bank Studio here in downtown Lubbock. Look forward to. Hearing from you on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, go to doubletea973.com for that. Or the mobile app, Visual Edge IT Hotline open, 806-771-0973. I feel like we've kind of had a very <clears throat> morning drive-ish morning this morning. Morning drive-ish morning. Yeah. Okay. You know, we've just kind of kind of been, so we've, so we've scattershot, we've, uh, we've confused folks, or I have, and uh, you've imparted knowledge. And and Jeff has uh, added tidbits. So 
I think and and smartness. I think we've all done our parts. <laughs> I think I've con- confused folks too. Probably contributed. Yeah, um, confused everybody when they're trying to figure out which clubs I was going to in the mid nineties. Yeah, yeah. The one club that you went to one time. No, I went more than once. You went more than once. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. We won a lot of football we won games a while he was decent here. Decent amount of football games. Mm-hmm. Go to Club Rio where 34th and Slide collide? I, I, I don't know. No? I think it was more over here on the east part of town. Okay. Yeah. Over to Crystals or? I don't, again, I have no idea what Rincon it was. Rincon Norteño or? Uh, Never heard of him. Mirage or? Yes, it was one of your clients. Club Level? Yeah, no, I feel like Chuck's <laughs> just trying to name all of his clients at club, this point. Club Level? There is a club. was a Club Level. Uh, um, I was never allowed into Club Level, okay. you know, or Club Dickens for that matter. Okay. Uh, question <laughs> for Jamie the Yankee fan. With Ronald Acuna creeping up on the 40-40 club, I've realized three of the four in the club are heavily linked to steroids. Was Alfonso Soriano ever linked to steroids? Honest question. I don't think he was okay i could be wrong though i mean it felt like in that era everybody that was a yankee was but um i don't think he was he okay. was a ranger too but um i always forget that guy's name whenever we talk about the rangers yankees trade with a rod i always forget soriano's name yeah but he was just long and lanky mm-hmm. you know, I, I i don't think he was linked to steroids uh, Chuck, you might be joking about Otani throwing with two arms, but I told my lefty son the only way he could ever play shortstop was if he taught himself how to throw with speed and accuracy right-handed. I think it may have been easier because he writes right-handed. We started with a football, and now he's almost perfected throwing hard and accurate from short to first. Note, we started this very young, and we are still young. That from Lindale Jeff. How about that? Mm. How about that? You know, it's funny when you think about people who, let's say you're a big baseball fan and you have a son and you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, man, he's left-handed. That's going to be awesome. But it does limit where he can play, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no question. You're basically not, you've ruled out catcher third, short, and second. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas a right-hander, play any position. You can play any position, right? Yeah, so that's the, the, you think it's good. And it feels like it's good if he's a first baseman or a pitcher, but otherwise you're like, eh, maybe not as good. And obviously he can play outfield too. And and by the way, Jake Strong, who is left-handed, but he throws right-handed, the third-string quarterback for the Red Raiders. He is he he is a left-hander, but he throws right-handed. In other words, he writes left-handed. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. We, I brought that up on the post-game show because we were talking a little bit uh, about, you know, were we surprised he didn't get in there? And I asked Coach Kitley about that on uh, on Monday, and he, he had wanted to get him in, and it just didn't work out. But the thought was they were going to try to get him in. But, you know, the, the way the game was going <clears throat> there, in this, particularly in the fourth quarter, uh, with the amount of running, that, I mean, it seemed like the clock just seemed like it, the game got over really quick. It was a, it was a quick game on Saturday, uh, quicker than quicker than normal. So it didn't uh, it didn't work out. But I was telling Garrett Luff that he was that he was left handed. He's like he's left handed. I go yeah, I think he throws left handed, but he throws right handed. How do you even know that that he writes 
Well, I looked it up, okay? I looked it up and because I was like, because I was trying to remember, okay, I went to a practice and I saw him throw and I saw him throw what I thought was a pretty ball. And I had it in my mind that he threw it left-handed, but it wasn't. He threw it threw it right-handed. So I look in his bio. It says mm-hmm. he writes left-handed, but yeah. throws right-handed. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I you know, I'll, I mean, I'll, you you I'll, know me. I mean, man, I I'm I am a big fan of the of the old tidbit, right? You know, if I could if I can find a a, a tidbit, you know, I'm I, I like I like knowing those little intricacies about things. Like I'm I'm always looking up like. You know, in the bios of of, uh, of players, particularly basketball, like particularly for the women, I'm always interested in the like the parents. What what did they go to college? What kind of athletic background did they have? You know, number of times like mom's a track star, mom's in the Olympics, mom won a gold medal, dad was you know a football player, and I'm all about that stuff. Um, which hand they write with? I don't. <laughs> it's a tidbit. I just don't know if it's an interesting one. If that's fair for me to have an oh, opinion on that. Oh, sure. No. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, you can have any any opinion that you want. I mean, yeah. I mean, all, all all those things. But yeah, no. I so I went in. You know, I I, but I agree on the like where if mom and dad was an athlete or something. That I just that's I cool. always find that in, I find that interesting. Or you know, I also find like particularly with the women's basketball players, I can't tell you how many times I've seen where they're the youngest of five and they had four brothers i'm like oh, okay well that makes sense it, that's that makes sense why they're so tough right sure you know yeah. good or, athletes probably yeah, helps good athlete or they, competing against big brother big sister all right, that yeah right mm-hmm. all, all that stuff I, mean, I always find that always find that very very interesting so i pulled up uh jake scott's deal um naturally ambidextrous what about, what about jake strong jake strong jake scott was a defensive back for the miami dolphins <laughs> uh jake strong naturally ambidextrous as he throws right-handed but utilizes his left hand for most other tasks such as eating and writing okay okay so it does have it in there yeah has it in there yeah mm. just eating I, and writing i'm campaigning we, we now know which hand i'm camp <laughs> i'm campaigning jake strong eats with campaigning for a left-handed desk for him <laughs> over there in the Spike Dykes meeting room, like the new, the new when they build the new one. Okay, when they build the new FTF, I I want there to be a left-handed desk, and then I want that reserved for me for the Monday meeting with the coach. <clears throat> I didn't get there. I think you should just keep pushing, man. Yeah. Do they know who they're dealing with? Do they know who you are? I think they do. Okay. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder. That's why Chuck is the Cliff Clavin of the morning drive. Okay. Yeah. What hand did Cliff Clavin eat with? Uh, I think he's right. (laughs) (laughs) This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.